You're listening to the Beauty by Studio M podcast, where we discuss beauty, skincare, and spa culture through the perspective of a Black esthetician. This is your host, Mariah. Let's get into it. Hi, loves. It's Mariah here. I am so excited to be able to finally record this podcast. It has been on my heart for quite some time and then again on my laptop for even longer because I did not realize how hard it was to record a podcast. So just know I am so excited to be here to speak with you all, to share my knowledge and love for all things beauty and spa culture. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop right onto it with the beauty of the week. The Beauty of the Week is a segment of the show where we highlight not only the person who had their foot on our necks with their look, but also the team that got them there. Because we all know we're only as good as the weakest player on our glam squad. Tell me I'm lying. This week's Beauty of the Week is Miss Marseille Martin. This is also for pre-Oscars week. She went to a pre-Oscars party. It looks like it was the Stay Marco pre-Oscar party. And honey, she was a dream in red, baby. I mean, just stunning. Her chocolate skin with that red dress, her team knew what they were looking for and executed it. I mean, flawlessly. I couldn't believe how gorgeous she looked. Because, you know, we're so used to seeing Miss Marseille Martin as a little girl with her little glasses and, you know, just being her cute, fabulous, black, excellent self. Because let's not forget She is one of the youngest in charge in Hollywood. But this week, she definitely gave us a nice, petite, grown and sexy vibe. Um, And I love that for her. So let's go ahead and get into a little bit more information. So again, I said the event was with Stay Marco. There was their pre-Oscar party. Uh, Hair was um, on the hair was Alexander Armand. And honey, he did the damn thing. Let me just say that. His uh, assisting, him, his, the person assisting with the hair was going to be Miss Nina J of Ninja Hair. And what they actually did, you guys will be able to see the picture on um, the Studio M World Instagram. Um, we'll have a whole podcast post, but they did a really beautiful ponytail that was just ultra girly, ultra soft. Um, with beautiful extensions um, for her hair. Um, and the place was just everything. I mean, everything about it was so simple and understood, like Marseille loves to be, um, but still was a huge wow factor in the way it looked. I don't think anybody who saw Marseille that night thought, oh my gosh, look at Diane from Grownish. Like, they're like, look at this grown woman, honey, looking like a beautiful, beautiful girl just out here doing her own thing and you know we love Marseille for that it looks like for makeup we had Miss Joanna Simkin which looks like she actually does all of the ebony beauties here um in Hollywood it looks like she also has Issa Rae on her page Gabrielle Union Nia Long I mean she definitely has her hand on the pulse of black Hollywood and um she did a wonderful job of Marseille's makeup as well as all the other ladies makeup as well. So shout out to her. It looks like the stylist was Mr. Brian Javar. I hope I'm saying his name right. And honey, when I tell you 
He knew what he was doing. He told the story. The story was told, baby. He had also posted his um, inspiration for Marcy Martin's look. And it was actually the original hot girl, Robin Robin Givens. Um, it was an older picture of her. And she looked fabulous as always. And she still does to this very day. Um, and so it was just a look that she did in red. And just slayed it. He slayed it as he always does. Um, big fan of his. Shout out to him. And the designer that Miss Marseille Martin is wearing is Dolce & Gabbana. So you guys, you guys will find out really quickly that I am very much into designer fashion. The dress that she wore looked like Dolce & Gabbana, but definitely wasn't their normal, bold, colorful print. They did like a one solid color red and just kind of did embroidery type stitching um to show the floral designs that they typically do and it worked it really worked it looks so good she looks so elegant love that for her congratulations to her and her team for pulling off such a flawless look literally you all are all you all are the real vips congratulations to her team for pulling off such a flawless look Literally, you all are the real MVPs. Trendy or true? This segment is where we discuss the latest do's, don'ts, and what the hell were they thinking in the beauty industry? This segment is meant to be a positive look into ways we can all understand treatments and protocols of the spa industry. In this segment, we are going to talk about a story of a chemical pill gone bad. Chemical pills have a reputation of being a one-stop shop, cure to any skin ailment you may have. This, my love, is a lie. The best chemical pills are paired with the best home care products and facial routines. Cheap $10 cleansers and moisturizers are going to yield, they're just not going to yield the best results come chemical peel time. When your esthetician performs a chemical peel, a skin bond should have already been forged between the two of you and between her and your skin. Your esthetician, or he, he or she and your skin. Your esthetician should know how your skin reacts to certain performance ingredients and should be able to see without you saying anything how your skin is reacting to a chemical peel. This did not happen in this scenario, and the consequences were life-changing in a negative way. From what I understand, this esthetician came in with this client, when this client came in, the esthetician, this was their first treatment with, with each other, from what I understand, and the first treatment was said chemical peel. Actually, the first treatment was a lot of treatments, so we're going to get into that as well. But she pretty much rolled all of it into one um chemical peel which is just like a red flag in general if you have not seen it uh the results of what happened when she did all these treatments together i do have a picture of it on my page um i'm going to link it in the description um, but also the actual video that i thought found and saw from one of my favorite estheticians um, i'm going to share her video as well in the description but let's go ahead and get started and understand what all happened and what transpired so Client came in, was her first treatment. I did see her skin. I did see that she was um, working with a few acne scarring as well as it looked like a little bit of current acne um, on her cheek areas. 
and I could just see that's probably what she came in for and hence why we, we got this the course correction here. So it looks like she, uh, this esthetician suggested derma planning, microdermabrasion, a TCA chemical peel, 20%, which is on the low end um, when we're talking about TCA chemical peels and it's pretty much, it's pretty good for people with um, a dark spot that they're wanting to correct or treat. Peppermint oil and SPF. I personally feel as though this esthetician may have been uh, misinformed or if she wasn't misinformed and she just knew that this was she was doing the most and she did it anyway, she deserved what she got coming to her because there is no way on earth anyone who has even read an esthetician book would tell you that you should do all of this exfoliation at one time. And so in one session, all these products were done. I can only imagine how much it cost. I mean, at, at Studio M, this is probably about a good $600 treatment getting all this stuff. But either way, I can only imagine how much she charged this young lady for all this stuff. Um, and I don't even know if she got a refund, honey. I really don't. But let's talk about what each treatment does so we can have a better, so that you guys can have a better understanding why this is just not going to, this wasn't going to work from day one, from, from the start. So, needless to say, the client did suffer a great defeat. Her whole face broke out on the table, actually. It actually started blanching, which is a term that we use when you're doing a chemical peel and your skin turns white. But usually it turns back to the right color, you know, back to its regular color, but it's just, uh, it does that um, to a certain extent on your skin. And uh, there are ways for us to fix it or when we notice it, treat it as it's happening if it's not that bad but this person's whole face turned white i've never seen anything like that a day in my life i have no clue um how that happened but well, actually i do have a clue of how it happened but i just never seen it i just never thought i'd see something like that like that is really something that we should put in the new books <laughs> i mean it, it was crazy but um let's go into a little bit of information let's go into how this actually happened. So dermaplaning treatment, and what is it? That is an exfoliating treatment. It's not, the main purpose is an exfoliation. The main purpose is actually taking the vellus hair off of your skin. Um, but it, it's a treat, it's a, it's a type of exfoliation because of the razor that it's using. It is also taking off some of the dead skin. Um, this particular treatment is not abrasive. It typically doesn't hurt. Um, in any other in any other setting done by itself done alone which is typically how it should be done um, it doesn't hurt it's not a painful treatment it does do a level of exfoliation and it does remove vellus hair this treatment is really good for people who have excessive hair growth on their skin um, I don't really suggest it for people who have like normal or little hair growth to the skin a lot of people like the treatment because they don't want, they don't want to feel any hair on their skin but if you have that type of hair that you can i can stand by you and i'm not seeing hair it's not the first thing i'm seeing i'm actually seeing your skin this isn't really necessary for that type of person and i would dare to say when i saw the the dermaplaning that she was doing in the video this girl didn't, didn't look like she was one of those a candidate for that treatment either personally and i would have talked her down from it because there's another treatment called microdermabrasion treatment, which we'll get into next, that would do a better job at what it is that she's trying to accomplish. But anyway, the microdermabrasion treatment is also an exfoliating treatment. So here we are, listen up, two exfoliating treatments we are at right now. 
This treatment is a little bit different. It uses a suction to suction your skin into a metal piece that we use that is encrusted. It's not encrusted in diamonds. It's really just a diamond-like looking um, piece that is abrasive and is like kind of like scratches the skin. And so once it's pulled into, the suction's pulled into uh, the tube, your skin is pulled into the tube, the uh, abrasive piece will then glide across your face, um, manually removing any um, exfoli uh, any dead skin um, from your face. And so that is what was the second treatment she did. It does a lot of good smoothing to your skin. It's actually one of my favorite treatments here at Studio M. Uh, we, I suggest that to everybody. Yeah. Newbies can come in and get it done. Um, and then, of course, you know, the skincare enthusiasts can also get it done to maintain um, their skincare, their skin treatments, and allow their products to seep in even better. So that's all I'm going to say about that one. So, but, but do hear out. That's two exfoliating treatments. Next, we have the actual TCA chemical pill in which you use 20%. 20%, like I said, is typically good um, for, for people who are fighting discoloration of the skin. Um, it is pretty low, so I will say that. Um, but even still, it's still too high for somebody to be doing a first-time treatment. Chemical pills are not your first-time treatment with an esthetician. Um, a lot of times people push those chemical pills, estheticians, because they be trying it, estheticians really be trying it, they'll want to push that first treatment as a chemical pill, knowing they have no clue how your skin reacts to anything. They don't know, you know, how sensitive your skin is. They don't know how um, elaborate or how, um, what's a better word, dramatic your skin may be. I have I have clients who, tur who turn red off of cleanser. And I'm just like, are you feeling some heat? You know, are you feeling any type of heating? Do you feel a heater, any type of sensation like that? And they're like, no, no, I feel fine. And I'm just like, oh, okay, just just wondering, you know, just checking. Um, I also have a client who she breaks out like in hives. Not real bad hives, but she'll get like hives here and there, depending on what I'm doing to her skin. And I have to ask, like, are you feeling some sensation there? You know, what's going on here? And she'll be like, no, I feel fine. I, I, I'm not feeling anything, actually. And I'm just like, okay, you know. But I know their skin, so I know what to look for. I know when I'm seeing something different because I've seen your skin before. You doing a chemical peel on someone, though, your eyes have to be glued, honey. We, we were taught in school, don't you ever walk away from your client during a chemical peel. You have to stay there. You don't, don't wash your hands, don't take off, you know, don't throw anything away, don't clean up your station, sit right there and wait. And just wait, because we want to see what's going on. We want to make sure that nothing is going awry on your watch. And so the fact that she has never even, this was this girl's first treatment with this esthetician. She does not know what this girl's skin is, is capable of. And um, she did a chemical peel. I don't know. That I, it could never be me. It could never be Studio M. I'll just put it to you that way. Lastly, she used peppermint oil. I can guarantee you that no brand gave her peppermint oil for a chemical bill. I can just tell you that right now. And then, of course, SPF, which that's fine. So doing all of this in one session, as you heard, we she did three different exfoliating treatments. That is a lot of exfoliation, you guys. There is, it was only a matter of time before something went wrong. That much exfoliation is not necessary ever. 
I mean, like ever. You don't need that much exfoliation, um, especially not for a first timer. That that was just it was just crazy. But needless to say, this client did suffer terribly. Burns all over her face to the point where her skin actually resembled a black mask. Um, this was over a year ago, and it's still not completely healed since then. So let's just go into talking about is this normal? Does this many treatments, doing this many treatments at once, does that make sense? And my answer is no. Chemical peel is typically done alone. No other treatment goes with it. Most places also cut out any extra facial massages, extractions, pretty much everything except for the chemical peel and the um, before and the before treatment and the after treatments um, for the chemical peel, and that's it. It's a very expensive treatment with at least with the least amount of service time. And so a lot of times whenever we do chemical pills, um, I, I typically still would do a facial massage before. I would do her cleansing and in that cleansing, I would do the massage because we're not coming to the stu- we're not coming to Studio M to be leaving with my muscles not feeling like they got to work out. I, I need my muscles to feel like I had a workout, baby. Like, excuse me. Um, and my clients they kind of expect that too. They love the massage. They love to just get all of that skin woken up, you know, getting the muscles and the skin woken up because it, you don't get that kind of massage every day. So they, they're very looking forward to that. And so I would do that in the, in the facial cleansing part. Um, but after that, you know, you're, you're kind of on your own or we're not doing anything else because there's nothing much I can do. Um, once the treatment goes on, um, that, that's kind of it. So yeah, it is very expensive. It's a very expensive treatment for it to have such little service time and such little service. I mean, literally we're wiping the chemicals on your face, you know, and sending you out the door. That's pretty much, that's pretty much what it consists of. So, but the reason why we don't mix a bunch of different serums and, you know, moisturizers, cleansers and stuff, we're not mixing all that stuff on you for that particular day because we are dealing with some of the strongest chemicals on your skin. It's going to be on your, and on your face at that. You know, you really can't hide your face to do just about anything. And so being we are doing that, we need to be able to know when something goes awry, when something has a bad reaction on your skin, we need to know what caused it. If we're mixing serums or peppermint oil, and a chemical peel, and we just did cleanser and dermaplaning and microdermabrasion from who knows what brands she used for those. We won't know what's irritating your skin. It could be the chemical peel or it could be the peppermint oil. We don't know. And so we really, really suggest if you are an esthetician who thought that, you know, do something similar to this, or maybe you only do two out of those three different, um, different services, don't do that no more, please. This is people's face that we're playing with, guys. This is how people make their money. This is how people present to society. Our job is very important. We cannot, this cannot happen. This is this is what makes estheticians look like we don't know what we're doing and they would rather see a dermatologist, which is a whole other story because I'm gonna be honest with you, dermatologists are doctors. They don't get paid to do facials. Let's just be honest. I mean, going to a dermatologist and asking for a facial is like going to a doctor and asking for a pedicure. Like that's that's not it, 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 I just don't get paid to do that. That's that's not it's two different things. We work together. We're not in competition. But 
let's go on to the next thing that I want to point out with some red flags because I know a lot of you guys are going to want to get chemical peels and just any kind of skincare treatment in general. And I want you guys to know what to look for. And so what are some of the red flags we are, when scouting for an SC that don't, that does chemical peels? When you are dealing with a professional esthetician, the chemical peel brand should match from start to finish. The cleanser matches. The, um, the, the cleanser matches the peel. Everything you see that's laid out for you, all of that stuff is the same brand as the chemical peel. These companies formulate everything to work with each other. So using a cleanser from one brand and a peel from another brand may not yield the best results for your facial. Now, it may be fine, honestly. Um, I have seen, like, as far as the cleansers go, I have seen people using different cleansers. But honestly, they make these products just for the chemical peel. It, it's it, everything goes in conjunction with it. The amount of uh, the the level of intensity matches everything else. Matches everything else that you need to put back into your skin to supplement your skin. Um, all of that matches. The home care is going to match. It's very important that everything is the same brand. As carriers of top professional brands, you're actually required to become certified to even use their brand of chemical peel. So the fact that she, this particular person was mixing um, and matching, I just feel like she might have been getting her stuff from one of these wholesale sites or Amazon, which sometimes people do. I've been seeing a lot lately um, in the esthetician field. And personally, it just, it don't, it doesn't yield the best results. I don't like to buy stuff from Amazon for my studio because I don't know how long it's been sitting there. I really don't. We don't know if it's any good, if it's been used, if it's been compromised. I like to get the freshest, newest batch of whatever is being created. And I usually get it from the brand. I always get it from the brand, honestly. Um, it does come with a price tag. And so a lot of times when you're a new esthetician, you don't have the bag like that just yet. So you kind of have to work with what you get with what you got. But a lot of these brands will also send sample sizes of things. If you go to different um, retreats, they send different, they give you like samples of their products that are for professional use. Um, and you you can kind of use those things as well. But ultimately, you want to make sure everything is the same. You want to get to the point where everything is the same brand for you. You're using everything that everything is the same brand and everything that you're using is working in conjunction with each other to make the skin, make your client's skin look its best. And so we're probably wondering like, well, why won't, why wouldn't they do that? Why wouldn't they go through a brand pay to be uh, paid for the products, trained to be certified in using said products to make that seamless transition to charging your clients and being an expert at the chemical pill that they chose to service for their uh, spa. Um, and to be honest with you, money. That's really the only thing. If we all could go out and purchase any brand of chemical peel or any brand of chemical um, ampule, um, just your everyday skin revitalizing treatment brand uh, of 
products needed for that. If it if it did not cost an arm and a leg, girl, we would do it because we want our clients to look good. When you make when you have a client leave out your establishment and you look like they look amazing, trust me when I say you have a client for life. The only reason why they don't do this these things is not because they don't like esthetician, they, they don't take it seriously, it's because they don't have the money. As a new esthetician, the determining factor on which products you decide usually boil down to the cost and brand requirements. Most brands require a minimum spend of just back bar and then an additional spend for any type of additional retail that you want to sell in your store. This spin could be as low as $500 per order. So $500 for back bark products, $500 for um, retail, or $2,000 minimum. So $2,000 minimum for back bar, $2,000 minimum for retail. Um, that's a lot of money, especially when you don't have any money coming in and you're just starting. Um, there isn't really many treatments that you can do to just get your money up. Um, and then start buying products. You need products to even start, so that's going to put you in the hole. Um, a lot of it, a lot of brands have done start, started doing this new thing where like they'll heavily discount your first order by like twenty percent. Um, I've even seen like I haven't seen fifty percent. I've seen like your first three items are fifty percent off, in which you get like a really good cleanser, a really good moisturizer, um, SPF combo if you can. And then like a really good serum because you can kind of do a facial off of those things, but start at least to start making money and then, you know, come back for more. Or you can just get a loan and put yourself even more in debt. That's also an option. Um, but yeah, that is why the mixing and matching is happening, though. People just don't have money to spend um, when you're first starting out on uh, having the same brand of everything. And so that's what happens. But ladies, do your research. Estheticians, if you are listening, do your research. There are places who will work with you. I know there are places who do payment plans so you can just start paying on um, what you can do. I don't know if you have a or Just save up your money and buy your buy it when you can. But that's very important, especially if a chemical pill, you're not going to touch my face with a chemical pill if you don't have everything that's the same. Um, and that's just not on that. <laughs> I, don't know what else, I don't know what else to say to that. And it's not rude to ask. You can just ask, so what brand of chemical pill do you use? A lot of times they already have it hanging up. Um, and they also have all of the marketing for it. And so you just ask them that. If you don't see it hanging up or if you don't see like the brand or whatever that they have, um, ask them. Just ask me what kind of brand they use. Most estheticians, especially a good professional one, is going to be happy to tell you what they use because they've researched and they've picked one that they know is a good one. Um, and that gets the job done, you know, makes you make gives gives you the results that you're looking for. And they'll be more than happy to explain that to you because it's the most expensive treatment in this in the spa. And so with the most expensive treatment come a big payday for them, good results for you. It's a win-win for everyone. Um, before I move on to the next topic, another red flag, if they don't have any home care, you cannot peel someone's skin and not send them home with their routine for the next three to five days. Some people do a week. Um, you have to send them home with something it's now her i don't know what this girl was using at home for home care but i could almost guarantee you she probably didn't have whatever home care was required for this particular chemical peel at home this is what i just said she did not have the branding for home care 
of this particular skincare, this particular chemical peel at home. Meaning you need to send her home with what is used. You don't have to send them home with the full products. Almost every every chemical pill that I've ever used that I would send someone home with, home care, it was branded and it was really nice. Um, PCA has the cutest home care kits um, to send home. And everything is mini, but it, it will last you the next three to five days, seven days if necessary. Um, I tell them just use it till it runs out, especially if they don't have, if they're coming, you know, that they don't have like all of the high-end products um, that typically use. Just use it till it runs out. And they give you everything that you need, a morning serum, evening serum, creams, um, cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen, all of that good stuff um, so that you can, you know, pretty much baby your skin until it's ready for um, being back out in the sun. And so giving it back the nutrients that it needs from everything that was stripped from it. And so if they don't have a home care um, package to send you home with, red flag right there. Do not let those people do your your chemical pill because they know that you need it. I've also seen people charging extra for it. I don't I think they should just really include all of it in the price. I know one of my SD friends who says she charged extra, she says that she retails the same product. So they should have bought the retail product. <laughs> so you gotta pay extra to get the uh if you don't have any of the retail products you have to pay extra to get the at-home care, which I was like, girl, stop it. Just stop. You could at least include that pricing into the, wrap it into the actual skincare and to the actual chemical pill price. I mean, that would be best. But, um, you know, I'll tell you, I, I told her, I, we kind of laughed about it, but she was just like, yeah, I mean, don't pay it. She's like, if they need it, I told them they need it. So I'm like, well, you told them they need it, then tell them to buy it. I mean, tell them, put it in the pricing. They need it. But she's like, there's clients who have all that stuff, so they don't need they don't need the extra. And I mean, granted, it, she does re- it's re- priced reasonably, but still, I just thought that was funny because I'm just like, girl, what you expect them to wash their face with after this? I'm I'm confused. But um, yeah, so that's that. Ask an esthetician. Do you have a skincare or beauty question? Well, I have an answer. In this segment, I answer your questions live and give you my thoughts on the subject matter. Do note, these are my opinions based off of my experiences. And a second opinion from your local esthetician or dermatologist is a must. This next question is, what are your thoughts on hydroquinone and would you recommend use? So this is actually one of the reasons why I love to say skin is not just skin. Whenever it comes to skin of color, people just assume like, oh, skin is the same. We're going to just use what we've been using for our Caucasian sisters and y'all can just get in where you fit in. And um, I would just like to say, not on my watch. (laughs) Not on my watch, okay? We deserve doctors and dermatologists to study our skin and what's good for our skin and the ailments that our skin has. Um, and we deserve them to make products for us. And um, I do think that, you know, as estheticians, we know what we like to see on people's skin. We know what works good. We know what our favorite products are, um, black estheticians included. And we know what works good on our skin, especially if it's your own skin, our people of color. 
we know what looks good and what works good on our skin. We know what we, what we have to face, what issues that we face. And it's just so important that we have an ally um, making sure that we get what we need too. And I'm all about that. And so let's talk about hydroquinone though. United States, we've been selling hydroquinone um, since we found it. We're actually the last to the party to actually stop the over-the-counter sales of products with hydroquinone in it. And so let's first talk about what it is. So hydroquinone is a treatment that's used to help brighten dark spots. Um, not Notice I said brighten with a B and not whiten because we don't, we don't do whitening. We're not fond of being ashy. There is literally no reason why anyone should be using any type of whitening treatment on their skin that is a person of color. They have plenty of brightening <clears throat> ingredients that work. I mean, kojic acid is also another um, item that you could use for brightening. But hydroquinone is that girl. Everyone knows it. Doctors know it. Um, she gets the job done. And um, as someone who used to use hydroquinone, because once upon a time it was sold over the counter um, before everyone kind of got a moral, a moral compass within their business and decide to stop selling it. I was too one of those girls who was just like, well, shoot, you know, you know what it does. It's your choice. If you want to use it, use it. If you don't, don't. Now, now that I am actually a business owner though, <laughs> I have had a change of heart. Um, the fact of the matter is, does it work? Absolutely, yes. I do think it works, um, but hydrocodone is a carcinogen. A carcinogen is something that does cause cancer. It can cause cancer. It could also affect someone who already has cancer by um, agitating a tumor that's already been formed um, and causing it to spread. Whenever we're talking about cancer, that's one thing I don't play about. Cancer does not pick. You don't have to be a bad person to get cancer. You literally can just get it. <laughs> and it's very expensive and it's not, it's just, it's, it's the worst, you know, and it's not worth, there's not a skincare treatment on earth. There is not a man on earth, a woman, a job that will make me purposely put myself in the way of cancer. You only got to tell me something is a carcinogen one time and I stop using it. There are hair products that I have stopped using that is really, really, really like a big part of me having natural hair. And I honestly want to, say is one of the main reasons why I don't wear my hair natural now because I don't know what else to use okay I'm not going to use anything that you think could possibly be a carcinogen and I know people are like well everything could be a carcinogen yeah you're right but if you have science telling me that this particular item is a carcinogen me personally I'm not going to use it I use natural deodorant like I, I just don't I don't play those kind of games there are people out here who are just like look y'all gotta die sometime and, you know, it is what it is. I'm just not one of those people. And so when it comes to hydroquinone, do I recommend it for use for other people? No. Um, whenever I am telling my client, if they come in and tell me they have some kind of ailment that I do think hydroquinone would work for, and if they ask me, I give them a whole lesson, I would like to say, on hydroquinone. I tell them the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then I tell them it's their decision. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dermatologist. I am an esthetician. I cannot prescribe you anything. That's on you. What I can prescribe you, and I tell them what I can prescribe them. <laughs> 
And I can tell that I tell them, and it's skincare, over-the-counter. You know, if you try it really hard enough, you can get your hands on it. I do only use, um, as far as my back bar, I don't use products that you can buy over-the-counter. But as far as at-home care, again, I've been in the skincare game for a minute. Um, I know my clients, if they tell me, like, prices aren't, you know, the prices aren't there. I wasn't always retailing. I would give them over-the-counter things that you can go buy at Sephora, Ulta, um, online, um, any of these beauty retailers. Um, I give them what I think is best for them to help with those with the, with that treatment. And then, of course, we customize their in-studio treatment to what will help, you know, with any things they want to correct. And so when I do tell clients about hydroquinone and how I feel about it, most times they're not, it's not their first time hearing it from me. And it's also not their first time hearing about it being a carcinogen. And then it's not their first time about them hearing how it is, you know, how it, how it's very controversial. They already know and they don't care. And so when they're like, yeah, but I want it, then I will give them my favorite dermatologist to go to. Um, you do still have to get a consultation, but ultimately you can get um, the treatment. And also, you can also get, uh, it, it's covered by insurance, uh, which is also a perk. So um, they can go there, speak with a dermatologist, tell them their concerns, and be prescribed their, um, be prescribed a hydroquinone dosage. Um, it is very temporary. Like, I think it's like a week-long course, and that's another reason why it's been taking off of the market. It's kind of a little bit harder to get your hands on because people think that skincare is a lifelong thing. Like I spent so much money on this. I didn't use all of it. I'm going to keep using it for until it runs out. And that's also an issue. And that's also why they've been removing it from shelves because it's kind of hard to tell someone, oh, this is only supposed to be used I want to say Murad said three to six months. It could have been one month. It's been so long since I've seen that bottle. But it was a definitely, it, there was more product than there was the amount of time that you need to use it for. And um, I think that also kind of confuses people because the whole thing about hydroquinone is it's not supposed to have an extended amount of time um, that you're using it. You shouldn't be using it for the rest of your life. Um, you should be using it for the amount allotted. And then after that, if you can't, um, if it still hasn't got the job done, you need to explore other options. But um, that just hasn't been the case. There's people who have products from over two, three years that have not run out and they're still using it and the efficiency of it, the efficacy of it is probably not even as good as it used to be, but they're still using it. And so you just can't do that with hydroquinone. It's, it's, that's not, it's not that kind of party. So um, again, though, we are the last to the, party to even stop selling it so excessively and so um me personally I like to think of myself already as a major corporation a major esthetician a one to be fond and thought of and so I couldn't possibly um one tell you guys things that I personally wouldn't use and two not follow what our industry not follow the path that our industry is going in um Again, there are, I, I would say, hand to the Bible, Hydroconin is that girl. She is top two and she is not two. She is number one. But um, there are other ways to get things done. 
There's always another option to get things done. So that is my spiel. That was my TED Talk for the day. <laughs> Do with it as you please, um, as you will. But that is my professional ex- perf- that's my professional answer um, as to how I feel about hydroquinone. But yeah. And that's the show, loves. Thank you all so much for listening. I really hope you guys learned a lot and enjoyed it. I tried to be a little entertaining. I think it'll come more naturally as we talk more, kind of how friendships work, you know? But um, if I hope you learned a lot. If you know anyone else who's like a skincare enthusiast and just like to learn about people of color, skin, um, and things that I think are, are best and for us, do share the podcast with them. I promise not to embarrass you all too much <laughs> but yeah i really enjoyed this i can't wait to do it again next week i don't have the exact day but i'll be sure to add it into the description on the days that i'm going to actually be posting because um, i don't know how long it takes me to edit these so um once i'm finished with all that i will be sure to add it to the description and yeah we shall see each other weekly i hope you guys have a wonderful week and stay beautiful